Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda McGowan. In this episode of Demystified, I'll be talking with Paul Mouncey as he discusses the role that temperature and technique play in home cooking. Hello, I'm Linda McGowan and I'm sitting here with Paul Mouncey and we're from Demystified where we tackle home cooking in a modern world. And today I'm going to talk to Paul about technique and temperature and the importance of both of those in the steam and combi steam oven world. So hello Paul. Linda, how are you? Very good, thank you. Thanks for coming in. I know you've been busy cooking today. No problem. Phone's on silent. Yes it is, thank you again. <laughs> um, I'm never going to live that down, am no, I? It's ever. done now. Never ever. Paul, one of the things that uh, I learned all those years ago when we first started cooking together was the importance of temperature because prior to knowing you my standard temperature on the oven so we're always set at 180c fan forced for everything everything Paul unless it said differently that was it and since I've known you and I've had a combi steam oven uh, well I've very rarely used 180 for anything in fact no I don't so can we talk a little bit about temperature and the importance of it in the steam and combi steam world? Yeah, absolutely. So not unlike probably about 90 plus percent of the population is 180 degrees fan forced the go-to. Uh, and you could probably search a multitude of recipes online and I would suggest to you that maybe upwards of 80% of them would have that as their stock standard recipe uh, temperature setting. So th there are two main key elements that we need when we cook and one is time and one is temperature and without those two things nothing will cook. And even from a perspective of something like curing, mm -hmm. you know, we, ne we still need both time and temperature for yeah. uh, the curing process to happen. So it's not just cooking in a hot environment but even in a cold environment. Um, so, okay, before we actually get into the ifs, buts and maybes about temperature is hopefully most people that are listening to this own combi steam ovens. <laughs> um, if they don't... Go and buy one. Yeah, go and buy one. Um, support the cause. Um, but the most important thing is, is there's a lot of obviously terminology out there and a lot of people doing cooking demonstrations and various things. And I want to talk... A little bit at the start oh. about no no about how you get to the process and not not the process how you get to the understanding of what it is you're actually doing. So, like you say, Linda, that you have spent I'll just say twenty plus years cooking. Thank you, thank you, Paul. <laughs> um, twenty plus years cooking at one hundred and eighty degrees, fan forced. Okay, that's what your mother taught you. That's what she did, and she didn't have the temperature control that we had. But the one thing that everyone did and has always done, and even going way back to like pot belly stoves, was have the oven hot already. And what we're seeing now is a lot of brands and manufacturers will say to their clients when they're steam cooking specifically, and I'm, I'm 
terming steam cooking and combination cooking as two different things, but when they're steam cooking, there's not a necessity to preheat your oven. Now, I don't believe that at all, number one. And there's two reasons for it is most people are already, it's already pre-programmed into them that they need to preheat their oven. Why are we trying to change the way that they're already pre-programmed, as in the person? Why do we need to change the way that they go about working with their oven? We shouldn't be. So, and the other example is if we take something as simple as a green bean. Okay, now, most people, I mean, there's various ways to cook a green bean, of course, but let's just say we want to get a cooked green bean. There are various ways we can go about it. We can stir fry it, we can boil it, we can put it in the microwave. There are various ways. But if we go, if we talk about steaming versus, let's say, boiling or blanching, okay, when was the last time anyone filled a pot with cold water, put the beans in, and then brought the water to the boil with the beans in it? Well, you wouldn't. No. So you generally bring the water to the boil and put the beans inside. Yeah. So if we take that as an example, why are we then not preheating our oven to steam and then putting our beans into the oven where the oven's already got the steam generator working, there's already warmth in the oven, we're not waiting for the oven to catch up uh, and we're not essentially changing the cooking time for things like a bean. So a bean blanched in a pot of boiling water at 100 degrees, because that's what a pot of boiling water is, will take you six, somewhere between five and seven minutes, depending on how you like it. In a steam oven, if you preheat your steam oven, it will take you the same amount of time. But if you put your beans on a tray in the oven from cold and heat the oven with the beans, how long will it take? I don't know. And I can't tell anyone because it depends on the cavity of their oven, how quickly their steam generator works. There's so many variables. And when you throw variables into cooking, that's where you get bad results. So I think what I'm getting at is before we actually even get into technique, let's get into like not changing your habit. Mm. If you've been preheating your oven for 20 plus years, you should do it whether you're steam cooking, combi cooking, doing your regular fan force cooking, you preheat your fry pans when you pan fry. But you and I have attended some demos over the time when we've been looking at how people present for cooking in steam and combi steam ovens. And we've seen people take food as a demonstration from the freezer and put it into an oven. And I would just never do that. I, I would, A, you know, that's just not how I want to cook in my, in my ovens, but at home, but putting frozen, I mean, you have drilled into me from the time I've met you and we've had our steam oven and our combi steam oven is the importance of room temperature before you put it into the oven, particularly when it's being steamed, because the oven will only go up to 100C. So if you're putting in really cold, deeply cold food, it's going to really affect the cooking process. But, you know, we've seen demos that have taken food, frozen um, spring rolls and things and put them into the into the oven from scratch and I can't see how that works and the food I must say those demos was less than you know satisfactory really yeah I mean everyone wants that quick fix like the it seems as though we're one of we seem to be and we're talking about Australia we seem to be one of those countries where time is of the essence and we don't take the time anymore you look at a lot of European cultures where 
the production and the, and the cooking of the food is a time-consuming process, but the enjoyment that comes after mm. is what has counted, not so much how long it's taken to get there. Mm. It's like everyone sitting down together having a good time. Yeah, I understand that there's always going to be those situations where you are have to going to get something from the freezer and, you know, stick it in the oven. Do I think it's the best method? Absolutely not. Because, again, you are trying to change what's happening to the food uh, in such a dramatic manner that it will you'll never get a consistent even cook and no recipe will give you the results that you want. I mean, as you would know, you and I are in the business of creating recipes and the problem with recipes is that they come down to interpretation and the more variables we can take out of it, the better result mm, our that's true. home cooks are going to get. So yes, I'd drive into you, you know, cooking from room temperature. Cooking from room temperature means that you have something that's already at a stable, you know, stable enough temperature that things like, let's say, chicken, um, you know, you know, beef, any proteins, their their muscles, they're a lot of muscle structure. As soon as you add heat to them, it changes what what happens, and you know, having things you know, be tender. I mean, everyone wants a tender steak. I guarantee you, if you get a steak, two steaks, and put them on the barbecue, and one's come from the fridge and one's at room temperature, and they're exactly the same, I bet you the one which was cooked at room temperature will cook faster and will rest better and will be more tender because it's been cooked from a ambient temperature. It hasn't had to work so hard to get up to temperature because... I mean, I say this a million times, levels of doneness of food, if we take steak as an example, are not levels of doneness. They're temperatures. So, you know, people say, oh, is the chicken cooked? Well, yes, that's true. Is it actually cooked? But what is cooked for a chicken? Well, depends on the cut of chicken, but let's say chicken breast. Every protein has a perfect temperature where it is just cooked. And the less time we actually hit that protein with a high temperature so it gets cooked the better for the protein and the better the end result so if we're not hitting it with a high temperature for a long period of time because it is so cold then in the end it's going to be better does that make sense yeah totally yeah totally because i know it also affects the, the cooking time and as you said before the you think you're planning out your meal and you're trying to sort of, you know, juggle it with everything else you're doing when as soon as you get home from your, your day, whatever that day is. And if you don't, if you, if you just take something out of the fridge and whack it into an oven, it is going to affect the quality and the time it takes and you can't control that. I mean, it will still cook. There's no doubt about yeah, but, it. But given the price of ingredients these yeah. days, how expensive oh, yeah. ingredients are, like, don't you want it to be the best it could possibly be? And if... If for the sake of like 15, 20 minutes more sitting out on your bench top, I mean, I'm not advocating like getting a whole chicken, putting it outside on a 45 degree day. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, but as an example, my roast chicken doesn't go near my oven until it's been sitting on the bench top for like one or two hours, if not more. And more the better. Like I would give it like a good two, two and a half hours. And people say to me, oh, I have that food poisoning and all the rest of it. I mean, don't be stupid cover it so you're not getting you know bugs or flies or anything like that but it has 
there's almost no chance that you are going to get food poisoning if you're cooking it from room temperature. I mean, it's not even in the sort of guidelines of the danger zone, according to, you know, people that do these food safety reporting. That's a topic for another day, yeah. I think. Don't get me the started use, on that. The, the use-by dates and uh, food reporting, yes, we have issues about that. Particularly in, uh, I think it's, uh, well, it's a different topic. We won't go there because yeah. you and I both get caught up on it. But that's that's interesting about the room temperature and the right temperature in the oven and, and how you look at it. And and then for techniques, as I think it's, you said that before, but I just want to hone in on it, that why change fundamentally the way you're doing this this purchase of a steam oven or a combi steam oven is to enhance but not to completely radically change what you do people yeah. people don't adopt change that quickly and we shouldn't you know no, and nor should we be trying to change them too much i mean i to be honest with you my gut feeling about um teaching people about steam ovens and combi steam cooking is first up, got to understand what they do. Secondly, got to understand the difference between combination cooking and steam cooking and get people comfortable with the fact that steam cooking and a lot of, uh, sorry, combi cooking and a lot of the recipes that we use, you will look at a recipe and it will say 180 degrees on combi mode X for 45 minutes. You actually already have been cooking like that. It's just that, you haven't had an oven that could put steam in at the same time. So really, we're cooking on a fan-forced heat. The only difference that's happening is the unit itself is adding steam to the process. The amount of steam, depending on the manufacturer, you get to pick how much. Um, for me, the learning curve for, cu- for customers, I mean, for people is steam cooking and understanding the nuances of steam cooking more than anything else and not everything works at 100 degrees um and technique does matter like it does matter but why change what you already know you already boil your water for your beans Mm. why not just turn your steam oven on for the same thing i mean i know i come back to something as basic as beans but i mean we're not in the business like cooking with steam is not the business of changing the way people cook we would like them to embrace change certainly but we know how difficult that is but what we want people to do is see the improvements that that they can get out of their cooking like even if it isn't our recipe you know even if they just do their standard chocolate cake that their grandmother has given them the recipe that's 40 years old if they cook it on a combi mode rather than on their general dry heat fan force mode I'll every day of the week guarantee that cake will be better. Well, what I love about steam cooking when we sort of got our mind around low temperature cooking was not only is the food cooked at the right temperature, but it's things like baking bread. I can remember the joy you had when you first made baguettes in the, in the steam oven after having proved the bread for the right time at the right temperature. And we can control that time. I know exactly when I want to make bread on the weekend... I know exactly the time I need to start because I can control the rising time. Yeah. And I'm always, you know, slightly bemused by manufacturers of steam and combi steam ovens who talk about leaving the dough on the bench to rise. Well, I mean, that's a very like, common thing. Seriously, like, really? You have a tool there to use. Honestly, like, do they not get it? Yeah, but, but that's also like, 
and we've talked about this covering other topics that it's using the right tool for the right job like i it's funny like although creating recipes and content and all the rest of that is part of what we do as cooking with steam as a website is a lot of it is actually also not finding tricks or hacks or anything like that but also using your oven to its most like getting the most out of it so like why would you go to the effort of wanting to bake your own bread just so you can bake it on a combi mode yes it gives you outstanding results we know that we've done it a million times i've done it a gazillion times but why not use it as a tool in the proving process and then get the benefit so you're getting almost like I would like to say that it's double benefit from making bread because mm. yes, you reduce the amount of time and there is one thing. I mean, I often talk about, you know, slowing the whole process down and steam cooking isn't faster, but in that scenario, it actually helps you with time. Oh, totally. Like it, it yeah, saves exactly. you time. So there is one, you know, and that's a specific thing. There is one benefit there, which yes, you can prove a, you know, leave and dough which is done with yeast very very quickly versus doing it on your bench top in a environment that isn't sort of a standard temperature possibly not high enough as far as i mean if your house is very cold it's going to take even longer to prove like there's a whole range of scenarios there but i think um for something like bread we need to you know use it as a tool so that's what we try and explore a little bit more is is actually where can we use it not only as something to improve our cooking but also like as a tool in our cooking as the right appliance to use for what the job is when one of the things did i, I even answer that question oh, I, think you did. I think you did i think one of the things that i really loved about the steam oven was being able and i've talked about this before in my in the blogs but being able to make a chocolate cake on Christmas Day and that's steaming away and then for the six minutes that I need the broccoli and the beans in, that goes in on top. I'm not an advocate and I'll say it now, I know it's a little bit you know, controversial for some people, but I'm not an advocate for one pan dinners where you just throw everything in together and hope at the end it all cooks. But I am an advocate for using the steam oven for different layers at different times for the time that they need. And I love the fact that I could just throw the veggies in because at the same temperature as the chocolate cake. Yeah. didn't affect the chocolate cake cooking. And I was able to do two at once. But there's in the, the one tiny little 45 centimetre, yeah. no, no steam percentages. Our oven is so old yeah. that the, the rate of changing the percentages wasn't even invented at that stage. And it still per- perfectly cooked the food and gave me control over my timing and delivery of the lunch on Christmas Day. Yeah, but the kicker with that which you kind of skipped over is is that you're cooking two separate things of two totally different natures but the key with it is is that you're cooking it at the same temperature and your reasoning for anti one pot or one sheet pan which seems to be also a term which is going around one sheet pan dinners is quite valid in the fact that like uh a pumpkin and a potato will cook at different times just because of the makeup of them. And they add chicken. Yeah. 
add chicken to the pumpkin add and potato chicken, and then throw like, in some zucchini. Yeah, exactly right. And then it's and like, really? Yeah, So, but in that scenario that you're talking about, we developed a recipe which was a steam-only recipe for a chocolate cake. It was done at 100 degrees, which is what you need to get your green vegetables done at. Like, that's ideal world. And so I'm acutely aware of the problems that are faced with one sheet, one pan, one pot wonders when they aren't something like a slow braise. Slow braise is a different animal, a different kettle of fish. We are talking about um, essentially two things, one being oven roasting in a combination mode using dry heat and steam, and the other being standalone steaming. Um, If we take a butterfly chicken which we want to do quickly in the combi oven and we want to add some steam to the environment and you add some potatoes and pumpkin and whatever else you want to have with it. Um, The problem is then is when do I put them in? What time do I put them in? All the rest of it. If you just go putting everything on one tray at the same time, you will only get one element, which is cooked properly. Yeah. And there's no, like, there are ways to avoid it, but they're long, slow and tedious. So... How do you go about it? I mean, the benefit, without sounding arrogant, but the benefit that you've had is now five years of me on your back about the importance of things like technique and time and time management. I mean, the best chefs in the world, yes, they have creativity, they have extraordinary palates, they have an artistic vision about food and they have various different things but the one thing and they have different levels of those things but the one thing that they all have in common is time management every single one has extraordinary time management every good chef that I've ever worked with that's worth their salt not only can they cook and can they manage to cook but they can cook various different items to a perfect end result Mm. at the same time because they understand time management. Time management is one of the keys, one of the unspoken of keys to cooking. I mean, we see MasterChef and My Kitchen Rules and all this, and these are amateur cooks, and I understand that. Um, and everyone looks at the food and they look at what they produce and, you know, extraordinary things that a home cook can produce, but they're producing one dish and they have a three hour time period to do it. I mean. It, in a real home kitchen or restaurant kitchen circumstance, you are cooking for more than one person. You are creating more than one portion and you generally have half as many appliances and half as much equipment as what they do to work with. Now, I'm not making excuses for what we can do at home, but certainly it is different and we need to make a differentiation between them. Well, while I love watching MasterChef and My Kitchen Rules, I think season one and maybe season two of both of those shows were about home cooks. After that, I think it's gone into the realm of, you've got to be kidding me, these are home cooks, because I know I'm not the greatest cook. I know we've discussed this, Paul, you and I, but man, the, the way that they're cooking food, I don't know anyone who cooks like that at home. And they're delib- they're, they've got to be chosen for something else. But I still love the shows, but I see it as theatre, not cooking. I think they're season one and two, maybe. Um, well, I'm going to take your, I'm going to take your oh, line. No. This is a topic for another day. I mean, I'm not anti these these programs or these shows. 
but I think that's a topic for another day. And it's, it's certainly a topic which is um, controversial amongst a lot of people. I think day-to-day home cooks that hopefully is our audience, um, you're quite right. I mean, they're not all going to be sitting there with their immersion circulators and water baths and doing sous vide cooking and blast chillers and all the rest of it. We know that. So, topic for another day, Linda. And just frankly, relax. plating up, if just it's on the plate and it's got a knife and fork with it, that's enough. Yeah. Like, really. I mean, the, like, and the funny thing is, is when you talk about plating up and we talk about temperature and I've spoken to you about temperature, is the other thing to consider too is, and I'm going to bring Dougie into this, although he's not here. So, Linda's husband, Dougie, generally will not consume the, his food, which, he, mind you, very rarely, I don't think ever have I seen Doug cook. But nonetheless, unless it is absolutely searingly hot. <laughs> That's true. And like, so the yeah. importance of temperature during cooking, but also after cooking, also matters. So if you think about the core temperature mm. of the human body, it's, I don't know, it's 37 point something. Could be. Yep. Around okay. That. And so you would imagine that the temperature of your mouth is about the same. Yes. Yep. Okay. Stands to reason. Stands to reason. So think about a cup of tea, right? You make a cup of tea with boiling water. That's at 100. That's at 100. You pour it straight into the cup and you drink it straight away. Can you actually taste the tea? No. No. You no. can take. You can pretty much just burn your tongue, yeah. right? And then you can't taste anything for the rest of the day. <laughs> so having searingly hot food come out of the oven, although appealing is not necessarily getting you the maximum flavor. If actually your food is closer to the the flavor or the temperature, and I'm not saying like a low temperature, you don't want it to be 38 degrees, but below searingly smoking hot, um, if it's actually lower in temperature, you will get a bigger flavor impact from it because you're not shocking your taste buds or the roof of your mouth or anything like that that's going on in there and, and your senses, your nose, everything, um, you're not shocking them into submission by adding <laughs> extraordinary amounts of heat and not getting all the flavour from it. So, you know, that, and that comes into things like resting, let your food rest and there's a reason for it. There's two reasons. One is to get the f- flavour out of the food and also let it actually relax so you don't lose all the moisture and juices out of it. But again another topic, another topic. I think you can expect a call from Dougie after he hears this Paul yeah but uh, Dougie <laughs> but thank you for listening and uh, stay tuned for more updates from Demystified as we tackle home cooking in a modern world so yeah bye thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world we'd love you to subscribe and for more information please go to our website cookingwithsteam.com mm-hmm.